Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Roger had the camera up to his eyes and he stumbled and fell. I rode across the creek, got off the horse and took my rifle out of the scabbard in case I had to make a shot. For 20 minutes with my spotlight, we watched these two creatures. I, I would, I'm romantic. I would like Bigfoot to exist. I've met people who swear they've seen Bigfoot. It's a very ominous feeling. First of all, everything is one color. It's like a dark pewter color. There are no right angles anywhere. There was almost nothing other than a small foldable hatchway that looked recognizable. Everything was, uh, was really unworldly. The other option is, is that these entities are in fact hybrid beings. They are some sort of a hybrid that's coming in and out of our dimension. My arm contacted him. He just fell back very unexpectedly easy into the other one. And I rolled off the table in the other direction. And uh, they came around the table and the three of them were coming towards me. Welcome to the Supernatural Station podcast, where super is emphasized over natural, and you have a one-way ticket on the station. If you've had a paranormal experience, odd experience, or something that defies logic, please send us an email at supernaturalstation5 at gmail.com, and you too could be a part of our show. I'm joined today with my host, Roman Daniels. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing great, and I'm your co-host, Jaron Daniels. Thank you for being here. And don't forget about your other special guest host, I'm Sean Lawrence. Thank you guys for having me on the show once again. I'm excited to be here. We definitely appreciate you being here. You bring a, a fun vigor. Sometimes I'll be sitting here, you know, and I'll be like, where's Sean? You know, like I'll be sitting on the couch and be like, where's Sean? And today we got him. So, yep, I'm uh, <clears throat> back from the mountains once again. Yeah, we, we have this little joke. We call him Heber Sean because he lives up in this mountain town called Heber. Dude's in pure buckskin, you guys. It's weird looking. <laughs> <laughs> no way. No way, but I am growing like, uh, you know, like a lot more gray hair, uh, cowboy outfit. I'm seeing Bigfoot on the top of the mountains breaking deer in half. 
All kinds of weird stuff up there. Harsh up there when you're trying to shovel so much snow. It just takes a lot out of you. Every shovel is like one more gray hair. Pops up. What was it? 28 feet this year in Utah, you guys. Dude, it was terrible. It was terrible. Racks on racks, stacks on stacks. But luckily, we're out of that. We're in May. I mean, hopefully... It's definitely pretty warm now. We're getting in the 60s, which is, you know, I won't complain yet. What's your guys' favorite season? I'd have to say, for mine, is probably uh, spring or fall. I like spring because of the thunderstorms. Yeah, and actually fall has, like, early fall has quite a few of those, too. Like, I think September has, like, a ton of thunderstorms. But I would have to say, um, I would go with fall as my number one choice, and then summer is a really close uh, next. And I'm the same way as Roman. Like, literally, that's why we're twins. That's why we have the same DNA. It's definitely fall first. You light sweaters, you know, enjoy the the beautiful fall leaves, different colors. But then I really like to enjoy myself at the pool, you know, and hang out in the summer. Wear that one of those like Hawaiian shirts, you know, got to sipping on something good. Yeah, I mean, sometimes Sometimes. I think about women and stuff and how they have like purses or like little handbags. Sometimes I'm like, maybe I should just carry one of those because I I like having layers so that I can have like my keys in my pocket, like not my jean pockets. I like them in like my coat pockets, you know, and all the little things I have to carry are like in my coat pockets. You need one of those Um, surgical kangaroo pouches on your stomach. (laughs) Psycho, yeah. (laughs) Marsupials. Summer's always great, especially with the travels. Love it. Gas prices suck in the summertime, however. But I will say uh, spring, man, I, I got to still stick with spring. I love the thunder, the, the sound of thunder, thunder clapping, all of that stuff. Hey, that ties into what we're talking about tonight, doesn't it? <coughs> we're talking about the Thunderbird. I don't know. I've never thought about it too much, but I'm super excited to talk about it. Yeah, you know, I so before we get into what the Thunderbird is, I just, I keep thinking back about these, like, times when we were little kids and we were, like, sitting on the tramp. You know, we'd, like, lay on the tramp. We were always out on the tramp. And That's not a girl, by the way. We're talking about trampolines. You have a dirty mind, sir. Wow. Get out. <laughs> I would lay on the tramp, and I, and I remember one weird memory where, and this, now I know what it is, but back then I was like, what is that thing? Is that, like, some pterosaur, some pterodactyl? I remember, like, seeing way high up in the sky, like, maybe 150 feet, 200 feet up. A huge bird, you know, what I thought was a bird at the time. But now that I think about it with the way that the wings were bent and stuff, it definitely was like a, a crane. We have cranes and, and, and uh, what are they called? Pelicans. Pelicans. We got those out here in Utah, actually, which, believe it or not, most people are like, oh, those are like southern birds or Louisiana birds and stuff. But no, we, we've got them here, too, and they, they're huge, you know, they're like massive birds. So I'm just curious because, like, if you picture it, you're on the trampoline, you're looking up, crystal clear sky bright stars, quiet time, everyone's in bed, and then you just see the outline or some silhouette of a giant bird you know is far up. It's not close, but it's like taken over, you know, like when you would see a, um, like a silhouette kind of overshadow the stars, right? You would just see something flying around. Yeah. Is that kind of the imagery? Yeah, but it was daytime. But yeah, oh. no, but yeah, it would be really scary if it's night. And I had an experience like that at night, but it, but then I'm like, oh, those are just, uh, what are they called? The Canadian goose, fly, the, you know, they fly in that formation, that V formation. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is that a massive bird flying? I'm like, no, it's a bunch of birds flying together in a formation. Yeah, we, but, we used to see UFOs, UFO sightings on that trampoline at my dad's place. Uh, it was actually a neighbor's house, but it was right there. And we used to pick raspberries and blackberries in the backyard there. It was a beautiful spot. But yeah, we'd sit on the trampoline and literally I'd see something in the sky. Again, we could we, we never could make out what it was. A lot of the time it was a UFO. Sometimes it was jets. I'll give you that. Sometimes it was random other things. But there was birds we saw that were pretty big. And back then we didn't know pelicans existed in Utah. So it's kind of funny. And now I see them over at the Jordan River when I'm walking down yeah. uh, on my lunch break. So it's funny to see that. But... And when you see them up close like that, you're like, they're pretty big, right? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, what, what wingspan do you think they have? Like maybe a, a five foot wingspan? I mean, their beak's as big as my four and a half foot wingspan. Yeah. So they got that and then they they got the wingspan that's probably, you know, I would say like four and a half feet wide or five feet wide. At the biggest one, probably. Yeah. yeah. 
So yeah, no, we're talking about Thunderbirds and there's a lot of native lore and mythology behind this. And we like to cover these like kind of native inspired stories. It's something we're interested in. With the thing with Thunderbird that's weird, it's not like Bigfoot or some of these other cryptids where you have like tons of stories, right? Tons and tons of stories. And there's actually a lot of like physical evidence and proof and stuff. With this one, it's more like it, you heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend too. I'm not yeah. seeing an REO Speedwagon, but um, <laughs> I was about to go into it. That guy um, looks like a bird. He does. He does look like a bird. No, uh, but so here's here's my take on. Well, I'll wait till the very end to give you my take on what these things are and if I if I believe they're real or not. But I'll let you guys decide and and we'll tell some of the stories and some of the descriptors and and just kind of go into it. So I will say that almost every Native American tribe has a story of Thunderbirds. So it's very comparable to the Chinooka, you know, or the the Bigfoot, the Sasquatch. You know, it has a lot of stories that back it up. And I've personally seen a Sasquatch, and I don't know what it is. Right, I've seen something strange on the side the freeway that was very big so i've seen a lot of evidence you know and so it's weird it's like is this true or is it just something to scare the kids into submission when they were little you know trying not to cause trouble whatever it might be it could be myth all i'm saying is there's a lot of people that have seen things like pennsylvania guys to be honest is a is a hot spot for this thing and i think that's you know there's rivers that are huge there. There's tons of greenery in the real rural parts. Anybody say rural, tell me, because I can't. <laughs> no, I can't say it either. So no. I feel bad. No. Uh, I, no, I saw a ton of stories out of out of the Ozark area, a ton of stories out of the Pennsylvania area, and then, of course, the you know the select few that came from, like, Nevada, like the Four Corners area, you know, like where we're at, So and Wyoming. I think there was a couple from Wyoming that were pretty cool. And I will say we're breaking the matrix, by the way, Rome, because I've been listening to other podcasts, which... To name a few, we always name off podcasts because we love these guys. You know, like there's some good ones out there. The Blurry Creatures, right? There's the Bigfoot Crossroads. There's, you know, Bigfoot and Beyond. There's all these different ones, right, that we listen to. Cliff and Bobo, those guys are ready. But it's funny because we didn't even mean to do this one at this moment, right? It's kind of just like everybody has a trajectory that they're following in a way. Almost like we're not making our own decisions because... All these other podcasts had giant owl stories recently. There was a Thunderbird, not Thunderbird. Actually, we're the only ones talking about Thunderbirds, but a lot of giant owl and shadowy in the sky type creature stuff recently. So who knows? Maybe there's a weird meaning behind all this for somebody. This goes back to more synchronicities, you know. It's just like wonder what makes it in the air that, uh, you know, it's not like you plan these things out. It's not like you're listening to another podcast and be like, oh, that's I want to copy that and cover it. No, it's like. All of a sudden, you just realize, oh, we're all on the same trajectory. It's a little weird, a little strange. So first and foremost, before we just delve way too deep into this, we want to thank a lot of our listeners. We're still pretty new into this thing, and we really appreciate you guys riding the station with us. So you got some shout-outs, Rome? Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to give a few shout-outs because it was just kind of cool to get more and more messages, and um, a lot of them are just pretty cool things. Like I got a story from uh, this new listener, Panga Earhead, I think how you pronounce her name on Instagram, and she keeps saying that she's an old hippie, and I'm like, you're not an old hippie, but she's like, yeah, um, you know, and she's got all these cool stories about rakes. Apparently she's even seen the Pell Crawler and has some crazy stories, so I'm I'm trying to get her on. She's also got some really cool Bigfoot recordings, like sounds and stuff that she actually sent me, so I haven't shown them to you guys yet. That's Um, interesting. Yeah, so we're getting some cool little submissions and stuff. Anyone that sees the crawler, like, rake, it's just one of those things that I'll just say, like, good on you for just being strong enough to get through that, because I I have no idea. If I saw that, I'd probably go crazy. I'd probably lose my mind. 
Yeah. I don't think I'd be back in this world, you guys. <laughs> kind of like a dog man. Like, those are the two things I just don't want to run into. And, and Bigfoot, even so, I've got to be far away from it. And old hippie, come on now. We love that. You know, I think you got, that's like a superpower. You know, I, I do have to ask, do you, um, are you like trying to s- sly in that you're a time traveler, perhaps? Who knows? I mean, like, you keep insisting, maybe maybe you're from uh, the past. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you skip time somehow. I don't know. Yeah, you'll have to just chime in with, with us, you know, uh, comment back on Instagram where we've been chatting a little bit and, and let us know if you're a time traveler. The other one that I wanted to shout out to is a, a listener from Australia. Her name's Madeline. So we just want to say hi. Um, it was cool to hear from her. She gave us a really nice comment about our show and just, you know, how she likes it and stuff. And it was just a nice comment. So we really appreciate those kind of comments. And hey, you know, be honest with us too. That's great too. But, and we're just happy to talk to you. Yes. Thank you so much, Madeline. I know you spent or sent a message and we definitely appreciate it. So just so you guys know. Native American cultures have so many stories of the Thunderbird. That's why I hold a lot of credence to it in a way because, not just because we're part Native in a way, but also just because, you know, they don't tall tale too much. I mean, there's certain things they'll do, but in most cases it's, you know, it's true stories that they've just passed down from generation to generation. There's like 500 references documenting Thunderbirds from different Native cultures around the world. So it's 500 different ones from uh, different Native American cultures, rather. Right, and a lot of these cultures may have never even met each other, never even talked once. You know, yeah. like they're too they're too far separated from land, you know, and they've never yeah. even run into one another. Uh, another, and they have these uh, pretty amazing similarities to their mythology. You, you know, you mean they weren't they weren't texting on WhatsApp and saying like, "Hey, man, like, uh, let's talk about the Thunderbird to our kids this time because we need I, something new, some fresh details." I won't say they weren't because um, I, as all this megalithic stuff starts coming out of like the old ancient cultures and how every single one of them has like these like obelisks and and pyramids and all this stuff and who knows what they were for and you know they've got like these little tops on them that could have been connectors you know to communicate and stuff like whether it was crystal or or some precious metals and stuff so i'll say i don't know for sure if they were texting it could have been an old form of texting if that makes any sense i'm with you on that i I will say that sometimes you know the thunderbird so here's a good definition of what it is just in case anybody's wondering what it is so sometimes it's translated as thunderers or thunder beings or spirits particularly attributing to stories by varying different tribes in their family lines certain qualities transcend cultures but the Thunderbird is generally depicted as a bird of prey or an avian-human hybrid, such as a person with a beak and wings. Can you imagine that? I didn't think about it that way. I was thinking it was just a big bird. But when me and Sean were talking off recording, we were talking about how this could be some kind of weird connection to other culture-type Native American stories, which we'll get into. But I will say that the avian-human hybrid thing's weird. That is strange. And that's kind of the first time I've heard that right now. But but yeah, that's and really it, creepy. Yeah, and it says some image. images present the, the figure chest forward, head in profile, and tail feathers parted as if they were human legs. More abstract versions signify thunderbirds with an X-shaped body, hashes for wings, and hook-like heads. And then it says, they inhabit the sky. Thunderbirds act as a powerful, life-giving spirit who commands storm clouds which bring spring rains. Their eyes shoot lightning and their wings beat issues of thunder. As powers of the upper world, so they're the powers of the upper world, it sounds like, thunderbirds wage perpetual war against aquatic spirits of the beneath world, often portrayed as malevolent serpents or felines uh which it makes sense just really quick like you know how cats are guys we've 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 all had cats growing up sean has some cats now they're getting a bird if they can get a bird so if it's what's the arch enemy of a of a bird it's gonna be be a cat cat. yeah and 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 everything else is at the bird's will you know like totally the snakes are at the bird's will the lizards cats the only one that can freakishly jump 15 feet to catch a bird off of a fence without it noticing it 
You know what I think is pretty amazing is is um, when you look at Native American artwork, you know, old cave drawings, all the actual artwork that's passed down, the totem poles uh, like up in Canada and stuff, they have thunderbirds on them. And it's cool because that's the only animal, aside from animals that we know to be real, aside from Bigfoot as mm-hmm. well, that's actually depicted on these uh, forms of art, and it's which I think is top. interesting. Yep. So maybe there's some real truth to it because, like, I mean, yeah, we know they're including Bigfoot because they were seeing him, talking to him, whatever, and all these other creatures like deer, you know, everything that we know exists, mountain lions, bears, etc. Yeah, and it says that humans are kind of caught in the middle of this perpetual war against these aquatic spirits beneath and, of course, the thunderbird of the sky. So there's a lot of different people, professors of anthropology, of the Appalachian State Universities and different places that explain what this is and have a lot more knowledge than we do. But, you know, thunderbirds are very intriguing to me because if I saw a big bird, which... Actually, should we get into if I saw a big bird? Because I know we saw a big bird together. Yeah, we'll get into it in a second. That one, we got we to build up for that one. Definitely got to build up to that. Well, I do want to talk more about, obviously, stories, more mythology, and kind of all that. We're going to go into a lot of different things, but before we get into all that, there's definitely a couple ideas of what these things could be. One of them, obviously, the most popular theory is like a pterosaur that still exists. You know, people always see these large wingspans, and a lot of times... They're talking about something that's featherless too. I don't hear a lot of those stories from what my research, but if it's the other thing, so it could be a pterosaur. Who knows? Like, is uh, that like a pterodactyl then? Yeah, like that mm-hmm. kind of look. Okay. It's a it's a giant reptile, right, with the big wings. Yeah, everybody's and seen that. I'm dubbing it fake just because I, you know, a little skeptic in me. But um, are you talking about that video? The pterodactyl picture with all the Western dudes sitting all around it. Oh yeah, they have it all spread out, and there's like a cute little like beagle or something just staring at the camera too. Who knows? It could be. I don't know. It could be real, but it it just seems a little. Check the Instagram page, guys, because when we post this episode, we'll add all these photos that we're talking about. But that's one of the ideas that it's some giant reptile, right? But then there's also the idea of like a giant owl, which we'll go into that a little bit more um, because sometimes the way people describe it is more like a giant owl. But the other thing is, and this is more of like a real creature that existed, um, is this thing called Teratornis mariami. And if you look that up, by the way, we'll add some photos. It was like pretty much the predecessor to the giant condor, California condor, which is actually the largest bird in North America. There's also the, what's it called? The Harpy Eagle in South and yes. South America, Central America. So I will say that we went to a hot spring here in Utah. We have some pretty cool places here for hiking. It's about a mile up, mile back, you know, good times. Red Rocks. Actually, a cougar attacked an older gentleman on this same trail this year, which was kind of scary. Um, but we were walking up this trail and closer to our vehicular, we looked up in the canyon and lo and behold, I swear it was like a little kid. But it was a condor. It was an American or California, California condor. condor. And it was so big, you guys. So I think if anyone hasn't seen one, it looked like the creature of death, you know, kind of thing. And it was just staring at us with this, like, pale face. Yeah. I mean, they're, like, basically the bigger version of the of the vulture. Um, and So if this is the case and it's that thing that you said, Mariami, yeah. homie over here, it would have been pretty dang big. So that could, literally could because there's so many um, sightings that say that it has a white ring around its neck. Yeah. That it has the condor-type beak. 
but it looks like a golden eagle with the browns and the blacks. Like, who knows? Yeah, that could be a perfect example. And this thing is like, we'll post pictures, but this thing's like as tall as like a seven or eight year old, you know, kind of average height of like a, you know, a small child um, if it was to sit up on its feet and then like perched. And then it had like a wingspan of like eight feet or something like that, the seven, seven, eight feet. And that's kind of what people describe, but more like 10 feet, 12 feet is kind of what I see in a lot of these reports so i'm like i don't know the size still kind of doesn't add up in my mind and then of course we're talking about the thunder bear like this thing that brings in it rides on clouds of thunder and lightning you know which to me is more paranormal like i think this thing is not necessarily we can't just put it in a scientific box like it's more of a paranormal entity in my mind yeah now that we research more and more into the supernatural you know i believe a lot of this stuff is connected to audio to audio vibration when it comes to supernatural things. Um, I personally believe, and you guys can fact check, you know, fact checkers, Wikipedia, whatever you want to do. I have no idea if this is true, just say no. But what I will say is that, like, you know, you know how you can move, I don't know, you guys look this up on YouTube, but you can move water droplets with audio vibration and it makes little circles in the water that float up in the air so i believe that just personal belief that the pyramids were built by audio vibration and not by carrying big lugs of stone around so and it's getting more and more understood that it's getting closer to that the 1.6 gigahertz on skinwalker ranch secrets to skinwalker ranch they keep bringing that same gigahertz up because it has something to do with creepy audio vibration yep so what i'm getting at with that is that the thunderbird could be like moving at the speed of light with lightning you know moving it because it makes a sound you know of audio it comes into that sort of atmosphere who knows but i definitely think the world's crazier than it seems and uh we don't have all the answers so that's just my random take on it yeah and it's weird with the native culture because they would uh, the way these stories come out with the thunderbird too is it it does consider them to be giant great spirits and that basically they were like the protectors of some of the tribes like in some of the stories they were protectors that would actually bring food and share food and so that's why they're usually on top of the totem actually went the totem pole is because mm-hmm. they were like food bears like when it was a bad year and, and crops were not good and, and food was really scarce um, they had like an agreement with some of these Native American cultures that they would fetch them food as long as they were revered and kind of worshipped and painted on which is creepy too by the way but painted on with artwork and all this and basically just respected and they were said to live in like these giant peaks like the highest peaks you can get to the caves that are way up in the mountains and basically you just avoid those areas you treat them as like you respect them right you don't go up to them yeah but then there's other stories where it's like this thing is gonna kill you like it's gonna take you away and it's gonna and so native cultures would talk to their children and say don't go outside because this thunderbird is gonna come in and it'll take you away you know you know that reminds me it reminds me of uh like <clears throat> if they were uh feuding uh tribes that thinking like deity protector of one tribe would also be on the offense for like a, I mean, this is no, I'm not a Native American, like, you know, historian or anything, but it just from the surface level, it would just seem like that would be uh, making like a connection between like two feuding tribes where they would have like their deity type creatures that would fight for them and also serve, you know, like serve with them yeah. kind of thing, you know? Totally. Power Ranger, uh, comes from that in a way i bet like you know the power rangers had their like big morphin time suits that would turn into a bigger creature that would fight the battle for them against these bigger creatures like something along those lines but i so i i really don't think that it's just one type either i don't think that there's just one specific thing that's a thunderbird i think it's like if anything it's because these descriptions are so vast and and vary so much you know um like i'll go into some of these descriptions right here i think it's pretty interesting physical descriptions it says they vary widely some people say they saw them as having a bright red head and a white body while others describe them as being dark brown and black with white stripes on their wings other reports 
reports say they are tall and slender with long necks and powerful legs, while many other accounts note that they had short wings which resembled those of raptors raptors like eagles. Whether or not Thunderbirds are real is something we never know for sure, obviously. Part of the reason we're talking about it. But um, yeah, just the, the variations. And then there's the longer beaks like the vultures, the shorter beaks, you know, like the like the owls. All right, guys, I, I do have a story that um, I'm just going to recount. It's not something I'm reading off of or anything. This is just coming from my good old brain that might be failing me periodically, but um, I may miss a few details. But this one came from a uh, actually a podcast I was listening to a while ago and Bless me, please. I don't remember which podcast it was, but I listened to so many. So as you guys know, we are uh, listeners of other podcasts as well. What it was is this this Native American guy, him and his wife. So he had he had these stories that he heard about when he was a young kid. And he's like, oh, that's just hogwash, right? His his mom and his dad used to tell him this story when it was him and his little brother. And he used to tell him the story saying, hey, you know, don't go outside because the giant owl will get you because the giant owl eats children. It looks for little kids that are wandering by themselves and it swoops down and takes you away forever and, and you're, you're done. And he's like, oh, that's just something that my mom was telling me because she's like, oh, she doesn't want us to get into trouble or go into the woods by ourselves or whatever, right? Well, years down the road, so him and his wife, uh, who's married now, he's an adult, he was going back to visit his mom and dad uh, on uh, one of the uh, reservations that they used to, that he grew up on. And it was like a holiday and they're going back and they're driving through this mountainous area, this really woodsy, foresty area, right? And he's telling his wife this story about how, what his mom used to tell him is that if you think, if you... Oh, I heard this one. Just yeah. real quick, I heard this. It's like if you, if you think about this owl or if you talk about it, it's going to show itself to you. Yep. It's like a supernatural being where it will hone in on you if you think about it. That's scary. Right? And, and so he's also like, that's a bunch of BS. You know, it's just she's trying to scare me. It was Bigfoot Crossroads, by the way. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Oh, yeah but, all right, there we go. And this was actually a recent one, too. So it was kind of weird because I'm literally doing research for our show. And I'm like, wow, he's doing a show on a giant owl. This is crazy. Um, anyway, so he's going back and him and his wife and stuff. They're driving in this car. And all of a sudden, they come around a bend in this forest and literally sitting on the edge of the road, standing up like perched on its hinds, is a giant owl, like a massive sized owl. He's like, this thing was five, six feet tall. And he's like, and it's it's just looking at us. We come around the bend and it's looking at us. So right after he told his wife this story about if you think about this thing or if you talk about it, it's going to show itself. And they slam on the brakes and they're just staring at it. And this thing noticed their car and it's just watching them. You know, creepy owl way. You know, owls are weird. The way that they look at you is kind of scary. They have these huge yellow eyes and stuff. And he described it like that, having these big old yellow eyes. And it was kind of brownish grayish in color. Uh, he gets kind of freaked out and his wife is totally freaked out because she's like, wow, I thought this was all a bunch of hogwash and now you're telling me this, or we're seeing this thing, right? Well, he honks on the horn. He starts hammering on the horn to see if he gets scared away. And that's when it just kind of sticks its neck up a little bit, if they have necks really, which they don't, but, and then it reaches its wings out and flaps them. And um, it's like a 10 foot wingspan. It's almost like this display of, hey, look, I'm right here. You see me, and I'm big and macho, right? Don't mess with me. You called me. I'm here. I'm here. I just, I'm proving to you right now that this is true. So I I think eventually, did it fly away or whatever? I don't remember the story, but no, they just drove past. They drove past. Stayed right there on that rock, perched next to the road, and it just stared at him as they were driving off, right? Which was super creepy. Now, if he was a young kid walking through the woods and that thing saw him, it'd probably eat him. Well, he gets to his uh, family home and starts talking to his mom and dad, and he tells them what they saw, and they just kind of acted like, "Oh yeah, you saw it. I told you be careful." You know, they were almost like they were just so nonchalant, like this is real. There you go. You finally you called it. You get what you get. You get what you deserve, kind of thing. Right. And I'm pretty sure he was driving a volkswagen turig for some reason i just i just picture that i don't know why yeah okay like a light blue like a teal 
Yeah, <laughs> something like that. But yeah, and then there's uh, this other one that I just heard recently too. Also, brothers, two brothers, uh, Native American kids, um, growing up on a res, and um, they one time they were so they were living with their mom and their grandparents in the same house, and their grandparents were traditionalists. They like knew all the old stories, you know. They were uh, very much in the old way, and they grew up Christian with their their parents and stuff. And so it was kind of a different setting as far as that goes, as far as beliefs and stuff. Well, their grandma said, "Boys, you know, make sure you don't go out in the woods." at night and especially avoid thunderstorms she's like in this area you know definitely be careful out there she's like there's things out there that will want to get you and that she kind of left it at that they're like whatever and so they went off and he's like it was kind of boring in in this little house that we lived in this little town there wasn't a lot to do so we like to go off in the woods and just mess around you know and look for rocks or whatever else so they're going off to the woods and it was um i think it was nevada so not a lot of woods right it's like sparse type stuff more desert climate and um all of a sudden this he's like the the air starts getting that clammy kind of feel to it and it's dark starting to get dark the sun's going down and um feels kind of moisture in the air he's like what's going on all of a sudden this thunderstorm starts rolling in they're starting to feel wind and everything they hear this god-awful screech and this thunderstorm starts rolling in faster than any other thunderstorm they've ever seen in the area and rolls in and uh all of a sudden they're looking up at these dark clouds and in the clouds they see this massive bird like the shape of a bird right with these huge wings and stuff and it's flapping and every time it flaps you hear this crack sound and the lightning hits at the same time it starts swooping down towards them and the little brother who was pretty young i think he was like four and the older brother was like seven or eight so pretty young to be out there by themselves by the way if i might add but um the little four-year-old tripped on a rock and hurt his ankle and i think he sprained it and so the big brother was like oh i'm in huge trouble with my family and stuff and he was trying to hurry to get the kid back home and so they're trying to run home at this time and this bird is just flapping its wings as they're rushing home and they just keep hearing this flapping sound the whole time they're getting close to the door they finally get up to the door and it's starting to rain there's wind thunder outside the grandma opens the door and she's like what's going on boys and they're crying and as she opens this little storm door she looks up and she sees the bird fly over over the house and so it was literally on their tail flew right over them wow she knew what it was she saw it right away and she was real quiet about it and she helped nurse the you know the boy with the sprained ankle and tried to appease her children which was you know the the ones that were christian and stuff whatever the parents um and then she later um, in the evening when everyone was calmed down and stuff, um, the grandma was tucking in the little boys and they were real close to their grandma. And she's like, I know what happened to you guys tonight. I saw it myself. You guys were, you guys were messed with by the Thunderbird. It was after you. And I told you not to go out there. We have a lot of stories in this area. A lot of locals are seeing it all the time, especially when thunder rolls in like this. She's like, and I told you guys, you know, trust your grandma's friends trust your grandparents because they always have a good story and you know what it's not always stories it's like legit i'll tell you guys that like it's we keep acting like we know everything (laughs) yeah i think it's so funny you know and the older we get right you know i'm not gonna conceal my age to all y'all's out there (laughs) but i am getting older hashtag and uh it, it sucks but i will say that as i get older I get a little more wise. It's not wise. You know, I'm still erect. I'm still walking. I'm a walking zombie over here. Half asleep, half awake. But I will say that my grandparents or grandparents in general know what they're saying. And the fact that she like emphasized, hey, I saw what you guys saw. Yeah. That's amazing. That's so cool. Because, you know, kids, they always get told that they're not seeing what they're seeing or they're not hearing what they're hearing and stuff. We used to get told that when we were kids sometimes. Yeah. 
It's like, nah, I saw something. So I hope you, I wish you'd just have faith in me. So it's cool to know that she, she was helping him out with that. Well, and the way the, the kid described it, and he's like, it's, he's, he's like, it's funny because my little brother now is like the guy that believes all this stuff. And he's very like, the way he tells the story is like way more involved. He's like way more, you know, um, interested in interested the in it and stuff. stuff yeah and he goes into it all he's like and i'm just like living my businessman life and i and none of that stuff ever occurs to me anymore he's like but the story definitely happened and we definitely saw what we saw and my brother and i have the same story and we corroborate it with each other even though they were young you know like four-year-old mind is kind of moldable but yeah so and then you know of course the yeah the grandma like like you said there's a lot of wisdom that comes with age and it's cool that the grandma the way he said it was like she didn't make us feel weird at all. She just said, I told you guys. And it was like so matter of fact. And so it wasn't like you could, she wasn't trying to scare us. She wasn't trying to, she was just trying to make us feel better. But also at the same time, like make us know that she knows it's out there. Acknowledgement cool. and warning. That's grandma's right. right there. Right. Acknowledgement, fun and warning. That's yep. a good example right there. You know, as you were uh, reading the story, I was, you know, reminded, thinking to my head, you know, this is awfully similar to like skinwalkers and being, you know, Native American lore as well. Not just Native American, many, many much Native American, but there's also very similarities between the Lechusa and, uh, you know, like the his Mexican regions and um, some other parts of the South African area where it would be, um, you know, a large humanoid animal that is, you know, essentially a, a witch that, you know, depending on the legends, sold her soul for various reasons, whether it be for revenge or... Um, protecting children from drunkards, things like that, would be uh, some of the legends, but, you know, it's just very similar to, you know, the what we're recalling, a large humanoid, or just even just large bird, you know, 7 foot tall, 15, 20 foot wingspan, uh, but apparently the legend of, of the Lachusos, I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly, but it's just another, like, bruja, or, you know, witch, uh, basically transforming witch, and I'm just like, what are the odds that there's such a correlation not yeah. just in one central region of the world, but like you can find these similarities of these shape-shifting type creatures for one reason or another, and there's also a spiritual manifestation around it as well, you know, supernatural, that is. Yeah, I will say that, like, to me, just so you guys kind of put this into context, you know, this skinwalker is a shape-shifting, and I'm not going to disrespect it as a witch, right, but it's a, a shape-shifting medicine man well it's like a sorcerer sorcerer but it's yeah. kind of the evil version of medicine man it's like the ones that like take the darker magic and use it right and so the darker power i guess is what you'd say but they use that stuff and then they transform so this same thing it's like totally separated worlds right south america versus you know from where at where we're at in the wild west and it's just weird to me that there's such similarities that there's something that can transform a human body into something way intense and still and and not have a lot of control at that point but you're doing something that's causing a totally transfigured version of yourself into something animalistic you know and it's just crazy that there's such a connection to me and so i'm i'm with you Sean it's funny too because some of these um thunderbirds have skin like appearance they don't have feathers sometimes either yeah and they have like human like legs and stuff like we said earlier so maybe there's like a, a half transfiguring yeah that happens where it's like kind of forming and then forming back and somebody's catching it in the sky like that yeah it's um you know i was reading through the some of the the homework around this and it's um i, I have no idea how to really pronounce this but it's i'm going to do my best it's a momento copacay which is basically uh, women born of the date they call se echela or one rain, which caused them to develop supernatural abilities. Um, it goes on to say that they're said to have the ability to remove their limbs and replace them with the limbs of birds, 
wings and sometimes beaks that let oh, them fly. Oh my, no way. So yeah, I mean, whether it's a transfiguration type situation or we're really talking about some kind of a supernatural ability to literally like piecemeal, like Lego piecemeal with different yeah. creatures. It's creepy. So you want to go on a date? No! Starts pulling her arm off and putting a bird arm on. If I'm going to fly there, I'll go on the date with you. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That that would be right before she puts on the large talons that are like, you know, a foot long with and then I'm, sharp teeth or whatever. And then I'm texting my Uber driver and saying like, dude, get here, stat, bro. I'm in huge trouble. And hopefully you're in an armored vehicle because I don't know how what this thing can do, right? No, I know you're right. It's like it's totally the same thing in a lot of ways. It's like the, it's the, it's the Wendigo in a way. It's the Skinwalker. It's the Druids of, you know, of, of Ireland, Ireland and Scotland and stuff where, you know, they would wear animal pelts and become features of those animals right like whether it was and natives have this these stories too and not just related to the thunderbird where who, if you wear certain feathers and stuff you kind of take on attributes of the animals who told them this like who told these different tribes that never communicated that you could wear animal pelts and become something and do these similar magic tricks not magic tricks again i don't mean it in a, in a bad way right i'm just saying it in my own layman's terms but using these powers right to to change yeah you know, it's crazy. It was. It had to have been taught to him. You don't just discover that. You know, it's like it's like it's, the pyramids in different parts of the world. It's another weird example, right there. Yeah. Yeah. I was just gonna. I was just gonna add to. Um, there was. You know. There's the the whole demonic thing with you know projection imagery with you know people who are abducted or see aliens or whatever. Um, oh, I'm glad you're bringing this up. You know, uh, it, there's there's that owl imagery, and, and I you know I I can't help but just think you know. In um, as I was researching this, you know, um, creature that whatever this you know cursed or supernatural being that can you know transform or whatever the pre-Incan or Mayan civilization, this creature that they would uh, you know supposedly folklore would uh, feed on the blood of sacrificed babies. So you think like the Incan, right? The Mayan uh, per, uh, Peru area where they would actually do baby sacrifices for you know whatever god or i'm just going to go out on a limb and just say demonic you know being that this would also uh be very similar in tale that they would basically have to be sacrificing the blood of their babies to this creature that looks very similar to something like this so that, again that's the pre-incan mayan type civilization era you're right like uh it's funny you bring that up because i also heard another podcast that was i think it was blurry creatures and they had this guy on that was talking that's uh he's really well known on artifacts like old ancient uh megaliths and stuff and he's he's really into the the incan yeah. the, the, he's really into peru actually like machu picchu and those kind of places you know mm-hmm. and just what it would take to create these crazy structures that that are still around today that we can't even create today right it's amazing but a lot of the artwork and stuff and a lot of like what uh is told in folklore is what you're kind of what you're saying it's like these like like i consider them demonic that's just my thing but they're like these serpent with feathers these beings that that came to them that were like uh like they're gods pretty much they worshiped yeah. them you yeah, know and you'll see it similarly in egypt too yeah the, mm-hmm. the, the, the they come from above kind of it's always they're coming from yeah, above exactly yeah uh-huh. and don't forget in egypt if we're talking that route the dog man you guys know about the dog man cryptid that's like anubis i swear that's like the, literally the same god creature yep. the same demonic creature right it is a dog man i think dog man is an anubis that's my thought process but yeah it's, it's fun to think about all this stuff like how weird is it that there's so many connections across the globe yeah and nobody's talking to each other so it's strange not just across the globe guys a little closer to home if i don't recall maybe 15 years ago wow it's really been 15 years i'd say probably 13 years yeah, I mean, what I remember about this, and, and, and I saw it myself, you know, I saw it physically with my own 
my own two eyes. So it had, so this thing, so I saw it twice, actually, it's crazy. The one time I saw it was what we have on video. We were filming a, a, a fan film back in the day, um, oddly enough, a Batman fan film. And um, this thing, all of a sudden, and we always filmed so late at night, like we'd film till past midnight. This was like oh, two yeah. in the morning, right. probably. Yeah. Two in the morning. This. So there's nobody on the streets, right? Yeah. Like it's super quiet on the streets. And this, just to give you a quick uh, glimpse of where we were at, we were in downtown Salt Lake City. We were in a place where, if you guys want to look up the bar called Twist now, but it used to be not a bar and it's a it's a really popular bar now here in salt lake but it's like hiding behind this little alleyway there's like a random building that we were filming a scene for where two faces walking in to meet his therapist fun times and we're <laughs> we're filming in that area and i just remember all of us look up and it's like it's it's an alleyway so there's three or four big buildings right there so we're kind of like encompassed by you know 50 foot buildings yeah. all around us yeah or more maybe more right 80 foot buildings or something right. definitely pitch black outside but you can see street lights and stuff and do you guys remember it just whooshed right onto this building as we're filming? So that's what I remember is I heard a whoosh. We all heard a whoosh, right? Like yep. the whoosh was like very apparent. We're like, oh, what's that sound? So we all looked up because um, we all heard where that whoosh came from. And we all look up and we see this thing, this giant. If I was to describe it, I thought it was a bat. I thought it was a giant bat, like a huge black. It had like a wingspan of maybe five, six feet. This thing was huge. It whooshed and landed on this old building on the ledge. And you could just see a shadow of it. And I literally feel like it was like my nephew's size right now, like mm-hmm. seven. Seven-year-old nephew, you know, like imagine somebody that height. What four and a half feet tall, five feet? Yeah, but like, think in the relationship to the to where it was, because we had to zoom in with the camera. Okay, so yeah, you gotta. I think I my personal opinion after watching the video is I would say probably close to a man's height. Oh my gosh! The reason why is because if you look at how far we had to zoom in in relation to the building, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was a little bit taller, or bigger than four. Everybody, watch out! We got Spring Hill Jack in Salt Lake City, guys. He's jumping from building. <laughs> the building he's got the wings i love it you love spring hill jack too that's yeah, your favorite. but i was just gonna say like um so it's just definitely a funny thing that we're not losing our minds because all of us saw it none of us took peyote that night we were working hard on a film and we weren't delirious either we were having a good time we we're high energy all of a sudden we look up dudes dressed like two-face dudes dressed like alfred who knows and we're looking up at the sky I just remember seeing a, a figure, and I remember seeing eyes a little bit because I swear it was looking directly at us. It was and trying to. It was almost like it was trying to hide because yeah. uh, our our friend he was whistling in the video, trying to get it to to move to notice. It was, it was almost like it was. It flew on this building, and then it was like almost trying to hold as still as possible so as not to be seen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we were zoomed all the way in on it. It's of course at night, so you won't be able to see much, but. Well, and when I think about these things, I think of like, if this thing was smart enough as a human, right, it would be like, oh, I better just sit still because they've got these gargoyles on some of these buildings that yeah, look like birds right. and stuff like and that, right? that's what it did. But it just hung on the side. What I remember is it hung on the side with like these hook-like hands and had these um, skin-like wings, you know, just like a bat. Well, fast forward a couple weeks later, maybe, I used to work downtown at the building called the Walker Center. If you guys want to look it up, it's it's my favorite building in downtown Salt Lake. It's amazing. Isn't it the oldest in the Midwest at the time? It's the Back oldest, the early 1900s. oldest skyscraper of its size at the time yeah even uh before la it was bigger than and it's stuff cool in LA. it flashes different colors for different weather so anytime it it's snowing like, it has like really old ancient bank vault stuff so that's got a lot of history with it too it's really cool look it up definitely yeah. really cool and and we'll post we'll maybe post a photo or something too on instagram but i loved working there i didn't like my job was definitely stressful at the time i worked in like a property management job but definitely the working in the building to me was all worth it right and i would have just sustained that if i could have but things happen but anyway i remember I was driving 
I don't remember if I was leaving or going uh, home. I don't know if I was going home or coming into work, I should say. Um, but I was on the freeway, and uh, our this is uh, I-15, and I'm driving on the freeway, and all of a sudden, in that similar area, right as you're about to leave Salt Lake, right, or come into Salt Lake, I see something fly over my car, like whoosh over it, like maybe... 15 feet above my car and it flies over the freeway and I'm sitting there looking around like did anybody else see that I'm trying to see other drivers in the cars like try to see if they noticed it because this thing was huge it was bat-like again I think it was the same exact creature or creatures that we saw that night because it was literally a couple weeks later it just flew over just glided across like it didn't even flap it just just glided across right and had these skin-like wings it was all black um, definitely a, a bat-like creature. Um, and then there's, you know, there's stories of these things in parts of Asia where they still see these giant bats that are bigger than all the ones we know of, you know, yeah. and I forget the names of them. Didn't they call you say them, it like, I swear it was when you were leaving downtown, if I remember I think so. right, you were telling me the story and there's like parts of the freeway that overlap other freeway. So you're driving under the freeway and there's a bridge yeah. of another freeway entrance, like up above, kind of like LA's type freeways where it's like, there's all these crisscrossing freeways, right? And this is how it was just Salt Lake, we're, we're building that stuff stuff like crazy so there's like that west side coming into the east side and then the south side where roman's heading towards home that's where he saw it like kind of per- fly and then sort of perch up somewhere if i remember right you said it landed and you couldn't see it anymore yeah i think it went so like the freeway i was on was was higher than the other ones than the other connecting ones right and um it flew over me and then down below like into a place where it could hide like yep. you know like in this little kind of nook area that was, and like so i'm like this thing must be pretty smart because it's like you know doesn't want to be seen necessarily but it did fly right in front of the car i guess but um, it was getting late. I remember it was like probably almost winter time. So like when I would leave work, sun's already going down, you know, so this is like when it's starting to get active, if it's a living creature. But again, I don't know if it is like it sort remember, of seemed paranormal. I remember me. when you mentioned that actually years ago, you, uh, you mentioned, cause you started looking this stuff up and, and, uh, you know, you know, there was a lot of controversy around like this being some type of an omen, right? And uh, you'll have to correct me, but I, I swear that there there was a chain of events or something that took place in around your life after you saw that, which made you lead to believe that this is like some kind of a sign or visual of some sort. But I, I can't remember the details, but I do yeah. know like, there was a chain of events that took place either around or after this point. Yeah, no, you're right. And I, I don't remember the details, but I know you're right about that because I remember saying that and I remember... Whatever was happening in my life at the time, there was either like work troubles or, yeah, or, or stress, right? Yeah. Of, like, yeah, we were like, filming car accidents. Right? We were definitely filming Idolin during that time, so that was like 2011. But again, that also ties into something like, you know, Mothman, like how they always say that, you know, the bridge falls after they see Mothman or like these like terrible things happen, right? But it's funny because when I'm reading the Native American folklore, they don't really say that necessarily. It's more like just watch out because this thing will get you. My, I guess my thought on all this stuff is look in the sky. Yeah, I don't know if you can get in trouble for this comment, but I was, you know, pretty much every day. I'll go outside on my balcony or I'll hear a noise or something like that. I'm on the third floor and I'm very perceptive. I try to be. So I'm opening my front door, you know, and I'm looking out in the balcony. I'm just kind of relaxing. All of a sudden I hear like a power heavy, you know, helicopter flying by or a power heavy jet. And every time I look outside, it's like super, super cloudy. Like you can't see anything. It's like almost like artificial weather in a way. And the only reason I'm bringing this stuff up is because nobody's looking up in the sky at 10 30 at night 11 at night this is the perfect time to play games with the world right if you're going to be doing some military cover-ups or whatever you're going to be doing and again that's why i'm saying getting in trouble with this because i don't know what it is but i will say that almost every night there's loud jets 
when yeah. it's really cloudy weather and it's like 11 at night I, or something. I'm so going on. glad you brought that up because we talked off air a little bit about a few things we were going to say. And I'm like, oh, I always forget stuff. We're not the best organizers, right? As far as what we write down and, and all that. But I really, really wanted to talk about what I thought as just kind of a theory of mine that started coming into play as we were doing the research on the Thunderbird. And, you know, when you think of uh, like ancient cultures, Native American cultures, right? And even just ancient cultures in general, like things flying in the air, like what's the thing you're going to mimic? You're going to mimic like a bird shape at first if you're going to try to fly. And that's what, you know, the Wright brothers did. That's like how we're flying today is we pretty much mimic birds. Well, I was thinking like, what if the Thunderbird people were, you know, these ancient natives were seeing was some kind of ancient UFO flying around. Ancient airplane. Potentially an ancient airplane that also had the ability to create weather, right? And manipulate weather. And, and again, the reason why is for concealment, right? Maybe if they don't have the same gravity field like UFOs today, maybe they have the ability to uh, travel in the dark clouds so that nobody sees them. Yeah. Or if you're looking at like a plane and you weren't like familiar with society, like civilization, and there's a plane flying over you, like I was saying, the reason I walked outside um, is because I hear a jet and it sounds like thunder. So if you're not if you're not familiar with that sound, you're gonna say thunder. You're gonna think thunder if you're an old Native American tribe. So maybe there's like some weird connection where like Solomon says in the Bible, like nothing new is under the sun, right? Everything's happened before. There's a chance that like we've already had all this technology, you know, way back, like thousands of years ago they always talk about how atlanteans had way more technology than we have now or lemuria that was the other nation like like they had teleportation devices or something so like yeah maybe we just went way far back and now we're kind of coming back into the futuristic stuff we used to have and it's scaring like you like whatever ufos are right demonic creatures aliens whatever they're watching us now because we're getting too close to the old civilization's tech again you know right and maybe that's what it was maybe there's airplanes that they thought were big thunderbirds who knows yeah and and while i was reading you know some of the stories it was talking about how the thunderbird has an arch nemesis right and it was talking about what they kept calling the underwater panther basically it was like a sea creature like an underwater creature um that was like a panther in a way but also had scales and had the fins and stuff and that was like its arch nemesis like if they ever came to each other they'd have these massive battles and it was you know a big thing well i was thinking about like how today's age with like the ufos uaps they keep saying like they're coming out of the water a lot of them keep saying that i saw it come out of the ocean i saw it come out of the water right and then fly up in the sky i'm like i wonder if there's like worlds in the water and that's still some kind of nemesis that the thunderbird and it came from the water and it's some kind of high-tech ufo stuff i don't know i'm just that's the thing with the show is we just go off all over the place because we don't know and we just like to bring up the topics but it's so easy to connect those dots you know when you start really thinking about it that makes so much sense you know if we're thinking logically there's that could be old tech it could be something like that you know yeah and we're 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 trying to you know human brain wants to naturally connect the dots right so we want to look for what's going on around these sightings see when we were when we were off out there trying to you know do a little research for the show earlier today a lot of sightings for like things like thunderbird uh, particularly around like the you know the central america kind of area even some of the eastern side massachusetts pennsylvania those kinds of things uh particularly around the you know the bridgewater triangle supernatural area of the, of the united states but you, you're trying to connect the dots and you're trying to you're trying to assimilate okay what what else is going on right it, it's almost like you don't want to keep your focus on the main thing all the time you also want to like have enough brain power to like factor in can you factor this in <laughs> uh, inside joke <laughs> can you factor this in uh, other things that that are you know going on around around it when that happens you know and so you're trying to figure out you know what are the connections or the commonalities
But yeah, I mean, like, so it's a progression. It's a, it's a, it's the Sherlock Holmes in us. It's, it's the, how do we make the world easier for us? It's always that stuff. That's like how humans behave. It's like, we, we can't, I mean, if you do the same thing over and over again and expect something different, that's insanity, right? That's what the definition is. So we as smart brained individuals, I mean, most of us, well, some of us, we'll say some of us are smart brained individuals. I see you calling me out, hashtag. And that, that's how we do things and how we figure out how, like how we're flying now, how we have planes and, and things like, you know, I'm blown away by our tech. Like, over the last like 20 years and it is scary like the ai stuff don't get me started on that we've talked no. about this and it's probably my scariest let's end it now yeah end it now <laughs> so scary I, I am i'm being honest guys we need to we should cut off ai for real like it's getting scary but it's too late it's already out yeah for real but yeah. i will say like our brains guys are like you know we we watch clue right we watch murder mysteries we watch all these shows where you're trying to solve a situation like sherlock holmes you know we're trying to be psych- you know detective work sounds so fun you guys a lot of people feel this way being a private eye being a private detective i think the reason we feel that way is because we do want to connect we want to get the dots like my favorite thing in school is like word searches and stuff because you're trying to just connect everything you know we're going to get there and this is why i love our podcast because we're just trying to connect a million dots but well yeah and the the more we do the show the more i start connecting dots and i think the more you as listeners um that listen to us and listen to all these other like-minded type podcasts we'll start to come up with all these different connections i will say that in my mind, this whole end conversation for myself, for Jaron, the co-host, is I'm not sure how I feel about Thunderbird. Like when I came into it, even being like of native background a little bit, I still have a little reservation. But I will say we saw something we can't describe when we were in Salt Lake in 2011, 2010. And I will say that... Um, there's a lot of people that I trust and believe would say what they see is true, right? So I don't know what this is, but I'm wondering if it's like certain things, Chupacabra, Thunderbird, but there's certain things out there that aren't as common as like a Bigfoot, right? And it makes me wonder if they're just like what Sean says. I'm kind of with you on Sean on this is that these are like Bruja. They're like skinwalkers. They're like sort of here and there type things. It's not so much like a, a culture of creatures. Like I think Bigfoot is a is a culture of creatures, like an actual thing that around that i don't know maybe isn't fully physical because i do believe there's some weird things going on with bigfoot but i definitely think it gets seen a lot more and so my my end thing is that there's things out there that show up and disappear and then there's things out here that we'll see a lot more often but we're gonna figure it out you guys i don't know if it's gonna be now or 60 years from now but i appreciate you guys just like hearing it out because it's insane to think about yeah and and i agree i wanted to cover what my thoughts were on it and literally my thoughts are similar similar to yours um where i just think i think there's weird stuff flying around stuff that we don't really understand like i believe mothman's a a legit thing but what is it and maybe they're all the same like maybe there are these interchangeable shape-shifting entities that can fly like maybe there's flying versions and like land versions and stuff right that just change for their environment or whatever who knows i also for walking yeah but i also think that there is something there could be some physical big birds that still exist like some physical pterosaurs that still exist that are not supernatural in any way shape or form that are just out there living in these peaks that we never explore because they're too tall and they're living in these crazy areas you know where nothing has the ability to harm them you know like they could have survived some of these like the ice age and whatever else right you know so i i believe that that's a possibility as well i all i'll say is i believe people's stories and you guys know that from our show um that we're pretty open to everything and as time goes on i'm sure we're going to start forming more ideas on these things but for now i'm just going to say it might be physical it might be spiritual it might be a bit of both it might be everything and um i'm not going to say they're all connected but there's definitely things flying out there you should keep your eyes out for life is a bag of tricks y'all it's a bag of tricks so yeah i would agree i my, my honest thoughts are 
there is a skeptic in me, to be honest, a healthy skepticism, uh, in I would say. But you know, because I I do realize that there, you know, people do hear something and then they they want to kind of you know, people are storytellers, right? I mean, if history's shown us anything, people are storytellers. So with that in mind, do I want to believe everybody? No, I, I don't. Uh, do I believe people do see things that they don't really know how to explain? Sure, absolutely. I, I, I would 100% agree that people do see things that they either, you know, have a hard time explaining, they have no idea what it is. Yeah, I'll give them that credit, sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at that one game, I'll just finish it with this, but you look at that one game, which I forget the name right now, but you get like, you know, 20 people in a circle, right? And somebody whispers something in somebody's ear, right? And then it goes all around the circle and eventually it'll change at the end and it'll be completely different than what was, you know, told in the beginning. So what you're saying about us being storytellers, embellishing things, you know, coming up with new little ideas that we throw in there, little characteristics that were never told. And that's part of it now in our minds. I mean, that's why people read books in a way is like books are not visual. And so like you can fill in the blanks, you know, and you, you put your own ideas in there. And so like my wife, she's always like, oh, it's never as good as the book. And I'm like, well, that's why, because you're seeing someone's interpretation visually in the movie version, right? But the book version, you can put your own ideas in there. And so, but I, I think that's what we do as people, like you said. Yep. Yep. And, I, and like I said, I, I, uh, I want to give people the benefit of the doubt, just as you all, the audience, give us the benefit of the doubt for the things that we share on the show of our experiences, you know, um, there's just flat out are things that we have a hard time interpreting when we see images, when we see things, you know, light coming into our brains, trying to process what that is in a natural world. And then when you basically end up getting to a point where you can't, and you can't fathom a natural source, it really leaves you to start wondering, is there more going on that I can't see yeah, that that's taking place all around me that I just cannot, I'm ignorant to almost, you know? Exactly. Well, we really uh, appreciate everybody for joining this this podcast, for listening to us. We definitely uh, thought it was a fun one. There was definitely, um, this might have been the hardest topic to research. There wasn't a lot of information out there. I do blame it on on the tight-lipped nature, a little bit of, of Native American culture. Like there's a, a lot of reasons why everything that's passed down is orally and it's not given to outsiders and stuff. So I think part of that is a, is a huge part. Now, I don't think that the Thunderbird is just a Native American thing. I think other people see it too that are not related to Native American culture. But um, um, but we really appreciate everybody joining and just getting something out of it. That's what yeah. we, we hope. They said the Thunderbird technology or mythology is knowledge is secretive because it's dangerous. That's what they say. So it makes sense that you say that, like the Choctaw tribes and stuff say these things. So we're going to keep coming out with awesome stories, hopefully, that you guys enjoy. Um, I definitely enjoy researching things like this because we don't get a chance every day to just sit there and be like, what's a Thunderbird all the way? You know, I've grown up hearing about it. You know, Southern Utah University's the Thunderbirds. There's all kinds of Thunderbirds, yeah. right? mascots and stuff so i believe there's like a little truth to it no matter what yep. so why right and that's the good question so thank you guys we're gonna stay super overnatural and i hope you guys will as well and, yeah and uh, and keep chiming in with us i mean like like our listeners that we kind of shouted out to like madeline and and some of the others and stuff that have said some comments to us like that really i can't tell you guys how much it actually makes me feel a certain way it makes me feel very good to like see the interactions that we get with people right and uh it lifts our and spirits. just right and just i mean t- we had a, another australian friend that was talking about the Yowie, and I forget his name right now, but he was chatting with us a little bit through Messenger. And oh, that's a guy that does his own podcast. I don't remember the name of it. Yeah, but. you know, when we figure it out, we'll post it on the show, but I just want to say we appreciate it, and uh, uh, thank you guys so much for listening, and tune in next time for sure. Wow!
Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.